This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Starts now. Ooh, what up, though? It is another Thursday, and today's not my off day. I just got off of work, and this is Knockouts and Three Counts. With that being said, we've got a weekend when it comes to fights and wrestling and stuff like that. I'm kind of pissed that with it being in Abu Dhabi that the fight's got to happen in the middle of the day again. But uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to this card a whole lot more than I was when it originally was put out. So with that said, we'll get into UFC 294. We'll get into Impact Bound for Glory. We'll talk a little bit about Avenged Sevenfold, which finally third time's the charm, but they actually didn't get rained out this time. Uh, We can talk about that. And uh, like I said, we've got quite a big week coming for you guys next week on Knockouts and Three Counts. So with that being said, what's good, motherfuckers? Who's feeling rough today? Anybody? Yeah, a little bit. I was yeah. feeling rough when I got there with this. Oh, uh, yeah. You know how it goes. You can't party with us and not feel rough, man. And I wasn't even partying. I don't even Is know it that, that or are we just like, getting old? I might be just getting old. That could be what it yeah. is. I just I need that... some of what burrito had going on, and I'd have been all right. <laughs> God, I don't think we can. Yeah. What he up, Asia? He was can't get on that level, all right? We ain't getting on that. Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen between the casino and concerts and stuff like that, the guy burrito goes hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I you ain't wrong, that. dude. I've known him my whole life and nothing changed. Hey, I guess I, I don't know if I can keep up keep up. What up, though, everybody? As you join the stream, make sure you like it, share it, do all that stuff. Like I said, if you look at the title right now, we're talking about last night, Avenge Sevenfold uh Corey's cat's making a cameo yeah. and we I'm got sure ufc 294 to good. get talking about too asa i know you be watching the fights mr potter tell me how you're feeling about ufc 294 um dude avenge sevenfold okay I, I i they've been somebody i've wanted to see for a long time like i said mm-hmm. it's the third time i've been supposed to see him and both of the other two times i was supposed to see him they got rained out okay and i here's the thing I loved all the old stuff. I don't know if I'm the only one who's saying this, but I just wasn't the biggest fan of the new album. So okay. I loved hearing all the old stuff. I thought the way they went off the stage was mad weird, though. That said, what did you guys think about Avenge Sevenfold? I completely agree with the, uh, we'll call it a dismount of the stage because the way they handled that with the long uh, piano exit and the fact that they had the fog raining over normally when you do something like that that means uh encore time we got one yeah. more you know so we all stood there or at least i did for a long time uh, and, uh, an extended period of time roughly about five to ten minutes of just piano solo and i was yeah. like okay nothing it's a long, it's a long time the light for- the lights <laughs> kick on and i'm like all right this is this is awesome and then um. uh from there man i mean but really my biggest question is for me their their show lived up to expectations hugely kyle i understand where you're saying they're 
with the new album and stuff everybody has a taste in you know artist music and with them like i was showing them to my brother earlier you know i've been listening to him all day i feel like that's always a, a good sign the day after a concert but yeah uh listening to them and my brother's like i feel like most of their songs sound the same and then to your point kyle i turned on that new album and he's like well all right i guess not so you know like it's okay even if you don't like it even if hardcore fans don't necessarily love it it, it can be a change of pace for a band that's been around for yeah. you know a generation to this point that being said they totally lived up to my expectations every single one of them played the shit out of their instruments and that's what i love to see when i go to shows like that man you got to have them good solos i feel like they did that they really you know drew attention to each single member of the band and no complaints from me man awesome show i wish it, we would have got some kind of opening act though i understand with the rain out circumstance why not but a little something i like something. that it was just them because you got more Avenged sevenfold but j-bone what do you think I mean, I'm with I'm with you guys, man. One, I don't like the new album either, Kyle. I think it, for me, I'm so used to one thing from a band and expect the same thing from like, and that, that's my fault. I'm not saying you can't change with the times because they've been around for a long time and their music's changing. Yep. Just you know, just like the world, everything's got to change. But for some like a diehard fan, you expect something from your favorite bands, right? And that latest album, we just didn't get what we expected. And that's just on me. You know what I mean? I don't have to like it. I don't have you know, but you got your fans. That's right. still and I'm it. not saying just because I wasn't the biggest fan of the album that I don't like Avenged Sevenfold anymore. Just for yeah. me, I would I just really like their harder stuff. That was yeah. just yeah. no that as that, far as the concert though, man. I've probably seen these guys six or seven times now, and every time they fucking kill it. The stage show is always great. Sinister Gates, one of the best guitar players in the world. Oh, dude, and they killed time. it on that front. Oh, I'm not saying that oh. at all. Like, they killed it on that front. Just, like, I feel like a lot of the Doom album, but it was kind of hard like to really. Said, the end was fucking weird. It was, it was, it stood what? out so much that I had to look it up. I wanted to see, like, the past shows, and all the shows have been ended that way, like, the last three or four shows. But it is the same way as the album ends as well. So, it's, I mean, I'm sure they're just doing it that way. But, yeah, I don't but, know. They could do something different there. <laughs> What was weird with me, and I, I mean, I know it plays into the new album and stuff like that, but the fact that you could just, I mean, it's like that with almost every concert, right? But they start to, to your guys' point, play the newer music and stuff right at the mm -hmm. end because they know the crowd's already going to be standing up and stuff. And uh, freaking Shadow throws on the mask and shit, and he's singing. And it's just like, he he's he's like literally not even looking up to like see the sea of people just like pouring out and pouring out and i'm just standing yeah. there and i'm like oh that's got us like yeah you know you try to pour you know they took off what two three four years between albums and you know stuff yeah, like that so sure. yeah i mean to come back i don't um, remember actually I, I if i remember correctly, i think he had something wrong too he had like a vocal situation where he had to get sounded, something done with his vocal cords but he sounds great he yeah, had he vocal cord damage now. Was it, that, was some, reading, that was a while back. Yeah, I remember reading that was, something that about that. That was a long while ago. A couple years that ago. Was when, sure. That was back when they switched more from their heavy stuff to more where they, it the band's heavy, but he's singing to the, yeah. you know. Yeah. Before he, like his original stuff and stuff, they, they used to scream a lot in that. I'll tell you one thing. I like the fact that we got to get out there in some hoodies and sweatpants, man. It was a little chilly out there, and I was enjoying mm. that. I'm, I but, like it that way better than going out there and just dripping sweat all day long. People stinking yeah. shit. 
fuck all yeah. that. It was it wasn't it was, so bad. It was definitely cooler, but it was uh it was it was definitely cooler. For those of you guys who are right. coming in, we're talking UFC 294. We got Impact Bomb for Glory going. We're talking about the Avenged Sevenfold concert that just went down at Pine Knob. If you guys are checking in, make sure you hit that like button, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, and share this joint. Uh I'll tell you that motorcycle ride home, uh, my balls was cold. It was the opposite <laughs> of Derek Lewis. I was not balls were hot. I was, I was balls was cold. <laughs> I was you know about you. I was like, I know you rode the bike. Uh, it's gonna be a cold I, ride home. I I had the heated jacket up top, and I wore you know enough layers up there. I was fine. But I mean, ultimately, I feel like unless you're four pairs of socks and three pairs of long johns on top of your jeans. You know, you can only get so far with the pants. So yeah, is right, what it right. is. You know, I, I, I was fine. It was, it was actually still very fine. It wasn't that bad. It was just, yeah, it was a little chilly. Yep, I'll take my heated seats. Fuck y'all. Um, that said, <laughs> but you couldn't pop right? Woolies on the way home. I could pop Woolies. I, I could know, just man, run shit seen, over. I'm in a Jeep. Drive? You ever seen? Kyle <laughs> what are you trying to say, <laughs> fool? Kyle, put it back. You didn't, dude. motherfucker. You ain't die. <laughs> no, I ain't complaining. No, but it, it was a good time. I, like I say, it was a, it was definitely a great time to go. I had fun with the boys for sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it was also, good times, dude. While while we're on that day, I want to say happy uh, ninth birthday to my oldest, Ariel. Happy Nine birthday! Years old, about to be ten. I'll, I'll make sure to show her this so she'll feel all special. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. All right. Well, since he is chiming in first, what up, though, Chris? Since he's chiming in first, now is as good a time as any before we hop over to uh, talking about some wrestling and MMA. Um, tonight's show and all of our shows are brought to you by the fine folks at Potter's Tree Service. If you need tree removal, tree trimming, chipping service, storm storm damage cleanup, walnut logging, lot clearing, all that good shit. Look at the links in the description. Check out Asa and Potter's Tree Service. They'll get you together. They'll be chopping shit down heavy out here like Hacksaw. Have two by fours for days. In the meantime and in between time, check out Potter's Tree Service and tell them knock out some three counts sent you. All right. So should we start with wrestling first or we start with MMA first? Uh, what peaks your fancy this week, Kyle? I mean, I'm more, I mean, to keep it 100 with you, I'm more interested in seeing what's going to happen with, uh, that's right. You name it, they do it. You heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, That said, um, which one am I more excited for? I mean, the UFC for sure. I mean, just off of those UFC, fights. Kyle. Huh? <laughs> the answer is UFC, damn it. <laughs> I mean, I can't argue that. I mean, no disrespect to Impact, but bro, I mean yeah. that UFC card—that's that's hard to compete with. They, they definitely stack this card, or at least for the most part. On the upper uh, end. so I guess we're—that uh, yeah. means we're—I guess we're starting here. with MMA. Um, with that said, Ace is already chiming in with some of the uh, some of his picks. He goes, "Wow," he says, "Usman's gonna beat Jemayev." Yeah. Yeah, and I then can. he says Usman's gonna beat Chimaev, and he said Volk is gonna be gonna be victorious. I like it. I like that, it. That would be so hilarious if both of them get the victories out in Abu Dhabi. 
Mickey, who the, you got? You know, against the hometown favorites, right. the people that they, you know, have essentially saved for the last, you know, Islam hasn't fought, fought since Volk, and uh, Chemaev hasn't fought since Burns, what, a year ago, year plus now? They've been saving them for this card. It would be hilarious out there uh, just saying you went out for a minute i didn't hear who you said but no i was saying um that if they both lose if both uh is if both uh the fighters that got saved for that card out there because they've both been inactive since their last fights basically for this abu dhabi card if they both come out and we're Unvictorious, like uh, Asa said, that that would be uh, that'd be pretty hilarious. I'd say. You're not kidding, dude. Uh, Mickey just chimed in too. Shout out to Mickey. Be seeing him hop back up in that cage sometime soon. But he said, "Man, it would be crazy to see Usman and Volk uh, pull that out." So, with that said, this kind of goes back to a point that we've talked about before in that. With the way the UFC is in 2023 and the amount of cards that they got to put out, like a lot of the most of these cards that you're seeing now, you're getting a good main event, a good co-main event, and then the rest of the cards kind of eh. This one is kind of along that same stream, even though obviously you have to cut them a little bit of slack being that they had to change some things around uh, last minute. Um, I like the main event on the prelims between Tim Elliott and uh, Mokayev. I think I think that one will be a good fight. Yeah. Big fan of Tim Elliott. But uh, as we get into the main card, though, I mean, really, the first two fights are kind of just there for me. Um, you've got Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Muin Gafurb. I think that's how you say it, out of Tajikistan. Um, and then you've got Ikram. Good luck on that one. Aliskarov and uh, Warley <laughs> Alves. Yeah. Um, like Alice I said, Karoff, those fights. I know, are I know. I know his how to pronounce his name. At least I can help you on that one a little bit. Which one? Elaskarov. Elaskarov. Yeah, I can, I can okay. help you. Yeah. Okay. I did but, all right, but I mean, like I say, those fights I kind of feel like are just there, and I feel like both fights probably are going to end up being, um, you know, tough fights. I mean, yeah. and it looks like from the odds that they got on here, I mean, they've got them both pretty much as pick them. So, I mean, those fights usually turn out to be something where it's uh, a tough fight. Um, now, this next fight is one that's very interesting. You got Johnny Walker versus Magomed Ankalaev. If Johnny Walker can manage to pull this one off, he's going to take a huge jump up the ranks as they still got Ankalaev at uh, rank number two, and Johnny Walker's coming in number seven on this one. Um, what do y'all think about Johnny Walker versus Ankalaev? I'm surprised Johnny Walker didn't get a little bit of a higher number next to his name after uh, thoroughly beating down one of my favorites in Anthony Smith. I thought I thought with that performance he was going to uh, move up a little higher in the rankings. But that being said, I mean, either way, moving up off that fight or not, he essentially did move up because he's now taking on a serious contender in uh, Ankaliyev, somebody who I feel like if Johnny Walker is able to somehow get the victory over him, that puts him right in line to potentially maybe fight 
if, if Jamal Hill comes back in time, then maybe Hill fights for the title and then Walker gets a title eliminator or, you know, it puts him right in that mix if he's able to get that victory. And at, for Ankaliyev, he this is that return finally coming back from that draw from months yeah. ago or, you know, a, a long time ago now. I mean, we've seen a, a new champion crowned, a new champion injured, and now we're fighting again for the belt here in just a couple months. And here he is just now making his return. And if I'm not mistaken, he was healthy the whole time. He was just kind of watching the division play uh-huh. out. So I, with that being said, man, I, I'm really curious to see what version of Ankalaev we see with that layoff. Was he improving his skills in that time? Was he doing what he needed to do to actually become a better fighter and now round his potential into where it could actually be his, you know, realism, I guess you could say. And uh, for Johnny Walker, if he – Johnny Walker is just so big – and powerful and quick and he's everything that athleticism can bring you to the octagon that being said he puts himself in some bad positions sometimes i feel like ankaliyev is the cleaner striker that being said I, f- I still feel like johnny walker may be able to land something if that's the route this fight goes but more than it, smart money's on ankaliyev what do you got j-bone I'm with Corey, man. I, I don't think Johnny Walker has the patience or the presence for, for Ankaliyev, man. He's Like you said, he's a cleaner striker. He's coming off that drive. I know Johnny Walker's got some momentum. He's on a three-fight yeah. I believe, but he's just, he like you said, he puts himself in bad positions, and you don't want to be in with Ankaliyev in front of you, man. So I'm taking Ankaliyev by All right. I, uh, so I like I like Ankaliyev in the fight, but I'm just saying, if you're going to put money on Johnny Walker, it's by fucking knockout. That's right. I, what's, the, what's, the, what's these odds looking like, anyway? They don't have them up on UFC, but... Hey, I uh, got you. I got DraftKings right here. Let's see. Johnny Walker by TKOs plus 600. Yeah. Like I said, the, money on Walker is he, on the knockout. That being said, yes, I feel like if if he does win, that's more than likely more than likely his route to victory. That being said, I feel like to J Bone's point, his last couple fights and the reason why he has this momentum that he currently has, or at least in my opinion, is he has been fighting a lot smarter. He's been living behind his uh, leg kicks and jabs. Mm-hmm. He's been only throwing. A sure, and he's going to have to in this quickly. fight, but I don't see him grinding out a decision over Ankaliyev. Yeah, me either. But he that uh, that athleticism, if he continues to round out those techniques to that level, I feel like there's still there's trouble there. You know, if you're an Akalaya fan, there's definitely trouble in this matchup. It's not just a a walkthrough. Yeah, but I think all the trouble that Johnny Walker is going to present on this one is going to be on his feet. So that's again why I say if he's winning, it's by knockout. If I'm picking yeah. one. I'm going to take Ankaliyev. Asa chiming into the comments. If Johnny Walker ever wins a title, does he come to the cage with a bottle of Johnny Walker? <laughs> My question is, does he then attempt to do the worm again for the second? Oh, that's what I want to know. Let's hope not. Let's we got to get him some lessons from Otis, bro. I mean, his shoulder's still probably burning from yeah. that uh, first attempt, so. Look, bro, if Otis can do it, if my man's Otis can hey, do it. That ain't the worm, bro. That's a freaking. 
and that's the whole ass animal. bug insert bigger animal of some sort that does weird body movements that's what that is <laughs> all right we got kamaro uzman versus hamzat chemaev now i like this matchup 100 times better than what we were originally gonna have okay mm-hmm. um that said i think So the reason why this is so much more of an interesting matchup to me is for the simple fact that smart money would say that Kamzat's going to just try to take Usman down and beat him up. But then again, Chamayev already has shown that he believes that his power, whether that be on the feet or on the ground, just can overpower people. And I think the experience of Kamaru Usman and the fact that he could stop, uh, at least you would think, uh, could stop Chimaev from putting him on his back. Um, I feel like Kamaro's striking is cleaner than Islam. So um, that said, my heart says Kamaro, but something still tells me that Islam gets this done. Um, but you know what? Kamar- Fuck uh, it. Kamza, you mean? Yeah. Said Islam. Oh, the fuck my head. Uh, but <laughs> with that said, long, but... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, man. I think Usman can get it done, but uh, I think Usman can get it done. But I tell you, if Chimaev wins this fight, boy, does that put Kamaru in a bad spot? Oh, yeah. He does being, he would, if he was to lose this fight, that would then be a, a three fight losing streak. And to go from the heights he was at to now to then potentially a three fight losing streak, that would that would definitely be huge for a guy like Kamaru Usman. That being said, if he does lose that fight, he is only lost to top level talent. It's not like oh, for sure. But either way, it, I feel like this. To your point, Kyle, with the original thing you said about being a hundred times more excited for this matchup. I don't know if I'm quite at that level of excitement comparing the two matchups. I really thought that it, Paula Costa is a big dude for the division. Dude, Chimaev would murder him. Yeah, I don't I, like that guy Yo, at all. Yoel, Yoel Romero <laughs> struggled to take him down, and Yoel Romero was a silver medal Olympian. So, I mean, it wasn't. it's not like – and I'm assuming since then, Paula Costa's still worked on his – takedown defense he's down there with the pitbull brothers in doing his thing i'm i'm sure he's training to continue to improve his skills that being said i do think this is a tougher matchup i was going to finish with that point i agree that this is a, a tougher matchup i just think the size thing may be an issue especially with kamaru Usman not having the time to properly move up a weight class he's just kind of be not cutting weight essentially that being said, it, it really does boil down to the point I've made uh, for anybody that's listened to me the last couple times on the show since the fight's been announced, is Kamaru Usman is significantly a better wrestler, not necessarily than Hamzat, but than Paulo Costa, and then also Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns being the guy who was able to stuff his wrestling last time in Kamzat and give him the toughest fight that he's had to this point. Gilbert Burns, also somebody that Kamar Usman beat fairly handily other than the fact that he got knocked down in the first. Mm-hmm. 
so looking at that, I mean, it, it's going to be a tougher fight, I think, for uh, Hamza as long as we see a healthy, ready version of Kamaru Usman. If we see him getting aged, weathered a little bit, I feel like then it'll be a different fight if we see any of the injuries. I know we've seen a couple of the things fight week come out with the open workout and stuff where his knee popped and stuff like that. Hopefully it's nothing like that. Hopefully that's not a real thing. But either way, to play into it, I, I feel like probably this is the new era planting its flag over the old era and comes out getting the victory. But I, I'm rooting for Usman, and I feel like he's definitely his toughest challenge. Oh, big time. Big time. I'm with you, man. But I think you got to frustrate Kamzat. I think he's going to shoot on Kamaru. And I, I think, like you said, wrestling-wise, way he's way better on the ground, especially. But if you can frustrate him, I, we've seen him. He takes some shots. When he fought Burns, he was eating some shots. Kamaru can put him out if he gets some clean shots. I mean, he's a clean striker. So if his game plan's intact, I think he can get the victory, man. But one mistake – and I, th I think it's all downhill for Usman after that, because you can't, you cannot make mistakes against Hamza. We've seen that he will destroy you, <laughs> and one mistake is all it's gonna take. But if I'm if I'm putting money on it, I'm taking Hamza, man. It's just I don't know if I want to take a, a finish on that, but I, I'll say by decision. I don't I don't think. That's why I said my back. heart wants my heart wants Camaro to win. Same. It's just hard, but, but you know. Uh, but yeah. I just think I think that Kamzat might be too much. But again, this fight's gonna be one of those crossroad fights where it's like yeah. we're gonna see if Hamzat is really about that life, and we're gonna see if Kamaru Usman can get it done in another weight class. I mean, ultimately, that's what this boils down to. Wasn't he on um, like a fifteen so fight win streak? F, was, yeah, he was, was on something. Fight well, he that, was champ forever, was, too. Wasn't it like was, a the one that was one victory behind Anderson Silva for the longest title defense. And then yeah. I'm also looking here because I feel like a big part of this fight, which we've already talked about, but not necessarily to this depth, is Kamaru Usman's wrestling background and how that affects this fight. But he, looking him up, I looked up his wrestling background while you guys were talking real quick. He was a member of the 2010 uh, U.S. University World Team, and he also competed uh, in Division Two and was a national champion, and a three-time uh, NCAA Division Two All-American. So we're talking somebody with, I mean, Division Two, but as, as accredited as you can be in wrestling from the United States side. So, yeah. no, I slouch. feel like when, sure. yeah, whenever you see those type of matchups with two solidified wrestlers it always ends up being who can punch better <laughs> it always yeah. ends up being that way right <laughs> and i hope that's kind of what we see i mean if that's the case then it'll be a fun fight all right that gets us to the main event the main event is islam versus volkanovsky too you know i'll tell you right now this fight stresses me out because <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> I like to try to win a little bit of money on these fights, you know what I mean? But this one is so just like I it's so hard to pick, right? I mean, one one side of you wants to pick you know your favorite fighter, one side of you wants to play the odds. There's just no telling, man. This is one that's just gonna be up in the air. And and 
And it's one of those fights again. It's going to take one mistake by one guy, and the fight's going to start to shift. And that's how the momentum is going to swing the whole fight. And it could go back and forth, but all they're going to be countering each other. But I'm going to take Volk by TKO. But Ooh. it's got to happen. It's got to happen. No later than round two. So if it goes into round three, Islam's taking this fight home, dude. Really? That's just my pick. That's just my pick, right? Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, not to not to shite on your pick a little bit, but remember back to round five when Volk was on top and he was landing that damage and it looked like there was potential if he was able to kind of work his way through those hands enough that he could have found a finish there on the ground. So, I mean, he's still dangerous. To your point, the, the cardio might not be at the same level, but I was listening to Craig Jones, who is his jiu-jitsu instructor, but really also boils into one of his head coaches at this point. And uh, he was talking about the fact that, yeah, he might not be as, you know, fully dense as he would be, um, you know, uh, cardio-wise. But he's also coming into this being able to have healed a ton of injuries that he has been just had lingering for years. He's his body is coming into this fresher than it has in any fight in years. And I feel like that's also a big thing to say for somebody like Volkanovsky, who's already performed at such a high level. I I just worry that the surgery being fairly recently on the elbow and stuff like that, what was he able to do with that arm in the meantime to continue to be Volkanovsky? I mean, to be as, as dominant as he is, I mean, it, it it must take a lot of work, and I'm sure a lot of that's mental, so you don't just lose that stuff. But that being said, man, I this fight to me really boils into who performs the best on the night. I know you can say that about any fight for the most part, but this one in particular, I feel like it really is like it. We've seen the way it played out the first time. Whoever was to your point had the momentum in the moments looked like they were the clear victor there was moments where Volkanovsky had his momentum and I can see why people say he won I can see why Islam uh, people say he won because he had his moments of the momentum as well that being said it Volkanovsky figured out more about Islam later in that fight than I feel like Islam figured out about Volkanovsky early Volkanovsky was just kind of evasive trying to defend takedowns in the fight, Some, yeah, but how much is it going to affect the fight that Volk's taking this fight on eleven days' notice? It's not like Volk was already in a camp. Yeah, wasn't true. he? Wasn't he already like the considered the backup at one point for this? Just in case, no, it was. Uh, it was no Gamrot. Yeah, oh, no, that's why the, I'm saying he, like still, everybody's talking about that. Like backup. at least with the Gamrat, last yeah. fight, you know, they kind of knew that. Like you know, that was something that he was already calling for. Like for him to take this fight on eleven days' notice, and he's not. And he wasn't already in a camp, and it's not like Izzy or any of them were in a camp either. So it's not like, you know, you were in like one of those championship camps, like right, you know, right, right headed into this. I wonder how much is that going to affect it. I mean, because I think in a lot of ways, I think that could change the whole fight to where Volk, I could see Volk trying to get busy quick. Yeah, because absolutely. you know, because of the later the fight goes, the more. His gas tank is going to be a question. Yeah. Um, as far as who I think wins, it might be not be the person that's in my parlay, but 
I think uh, I think Islam is probably going to win this fight, mainly for the reason that I just said, mm-hmm. because I think Islam is tough for anyone to beat, but to do that on eleven days' notice, and you're fighting up a weight class, I I don't know. I still think Islam's going to get it done, but I definitely think Volk could get it done. Let me ask yeah, you this: Volk, If Volk wins this fight. And or and finish this fight. Let's say finishes this fight. Should he be considered number one pound for pound at that point? Right now or all time? I think he's still, right now. I think I think John Jones took that place after he won the heavyweight title. At basically, like very shortly after this fight took place, that they gave mm-hmm. it right back to John Jones, which yeah. in my eyes feels like the rightful winner because he's been on top of the the pound for pound for basically his whole career. Yeah, for I understand why Volkanovski could take that spot. I understand less so why Islam could take that spot other than the fact that he looks very dominant, but he he only has one title defense now and it's against a guy that's in a weight class below him. So mm. I don't feel like he should be ranked quite as highly as it as he is currently i mean i think volk would volk could be in uh because he'd be double champion like i think volk could be pound for pound if he wins but as far as like greatest of all time i think john jones kind of has that moniker pretty much i I think if he takes pound for pound and then john jones comes back and beats stipe i just gonna go right back to john jones anyway i mean it should which yeah i have no issue i have you sum that because up at Tyler. that point, if he, if he does, I feel like that's that's it, he should be number one at least for a time being type yeah. of deal. Because I of, mean, realistically, the there's nothing more in MMA for John Jones to do. If John Jones goes and beats Stipe, who's ar- unarguably probably the best UFC heavyweight of all time, and yes, that's above Cormier and the rest of them because Stipe beat all those motherfuckers. Okay, first mm-hmm. of all, so. Before anybody comes at me for that, he's beat all of the best people in the UFC. So let's start with that. So Stipe is the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time. If John Jones beats him and beats him like he did Sorogan, how do you argue that? Because John Jones ran 205 too. He didn't ever lose that belt either. True. This is true. So look, and I was one of the biggest ones saying what I did about the steroids and all that stuff. He wins this fight and does it in dominant fashion. John Jones is the greatest there is, period. Yeah. Can't disagree. I mean, Can't disagree, yeah. man. It's hard to argue with, for sure. I mean, but to boil it back into Volkanovski in this fight in particular, I I do think, like I said, that I think there is something to be said about the fact of healing up injuries and stuff like that. To your point, Kyle, I think that, like, the cardio and stuff is going to be an issue. But I think one thing – that Craig Jones also brought up in that interview on Ariel Hawani, if anybody wants to go listen to it. But um, one thing he also brought up is Volkanovski, whether he admits it, whether anyone admits it or not, there seems to be that level of fear with these Dagestani guys of, oh, I don't want to get just taken down, mauled, beat up. I don't want to be Khabib. You know, I don't want to get just mauled and destroyed. And I think now that Volkanovski knows that he wasn't able to do that in this last fight against him. I feel like it is going to add a, a huge layer of 
comfort It'll or give more confidence, but then that's yeah. where my point's going to come into play. If his cardio is not the same as it was, is he going to be able to stop all those takedowns later in a fight? Yeah. I mean, and it's a valid point, and I guess the only way to really find out is Saturday you ain't going to know until he's in the cage. Midday. That's yeah, why I Saturday, said Saturday midday. <laughs> Like I said, that's uh, our picks for UFC. As far as parlays, though, and this is going off of uh, the UFC website right now, but they've got Volk at a plus 270, Camaro at a plus 285. Man, fuck around and find out, dude. I'll, I, I'm i going to do, you know what? I'm going to do Camaro Usman. Volkanovski, and we're going to go, you know what, for shits and giggles, we're going to go Johnny Walker by knockout. Ooh. That'll stack the odds for you, picking three underdogs and a prop. They're three I'm underdogs that could all win, though. Oh, absolutely. I mean. I'm not going to hold all... you up. I'm not going to hold you up. Low-key, I probably am going to run one parlay with that one and then one another parlay with – all three of the yeah. other guys. Wait, say it again. So you had who? Yeah, Kamaru. Well, I had I had Volk, Usman, and Johnny Walker by knockout. But you got you want the prop on Johnny Walker, right? Well, I mean, you could do the money line too. It don't matter. What's the money line? I would take. Uh, I would take the prop. Take the prop. Okay. What are you gonna put on it, Kyle? Twenty bucks. Say Kyle's big money. Twenty bucks, man. I big suggest money, you do that if you can. If you can afford. To potentially lose twenty dollars, it's worth it because you're gonna win fifteen hundred if it happens. See what so, the fuck I'm talking about? Let's go. I would take that bet if I were you. <laughs> that doesn't. That sounds like something that could happen. It's bold, bold. but is that is that not one that can happen though? It, it definitely could. And hey, the only one way to win is if you play. So go play it up, homie. All right. Well, what are y'all fuckers running? I'm building right now. Let me see what I can pull up here. You got something, Corey? Um, I mean, to play in to the fun, I guess you can say, of this card. I feel like there's a lot of let me let me get the actual card up here so I can get my my ducks in a line. But I feel like that that Tim Elliott uh Mokayev fight, them boys have been going back and forth basically all mm-hmm. of Mohammed Mohayev's career. I mean, ever since he's made. If I win, I owe you money. How does that work? (laughs) He, this this man has been just going at Tim Elliott basically at every chance he's gotten. So with that being said, and with Tim Elliott deal, he my I feel like Tim Elliott needs a win in life, man. He he had that shit go on with his old lady. He had fucking. He's been taking some L's in life lately. If I'm not mistaken, he got a win in his last fight, and I hope that trend continues for Tim Elliott. So for the simple fact of being trolled by a 24-year-old UFC killer, I got to go with Tim Elliott. Let's let's see them uh, old skills pay the bills, baby. Uh, and then to lead into the uh, main card, I feel like that – the Johnny Walker fight, it, it just – I feel like there's a way where Johnny Walker can get this done. I really do. I feel like with the layoff and stuff like that, I'm not necessarily as confident in you guys, as you guys that he's going to go for that kill 
I don't know that he's going to go for that kill. I think maybe we we could see him outpoint Ankalaev. I genuinely feel that way with the way he's been fighting as of lately. He's just been using his range. He hasn't really been there was there was one huge critique of his win over Anthony Smith and that was he had the dude on one leg and didn't go for the finish the whole time. It's true. So it's true. with that, with that being said, Johnny Walker money line uh, no, no, no not, got on my not side. Taking no prop, he said. <laughs> yeah, and I, I gotta go Volkanovski, man. I, I feel like, like I said, I feel like the fact that he learned so much in that fight with his confidence and stuff like that. I feel like that'll really boost his performance. I wish we seen it, him coming into this with a full camp, but if anybody can make up for not having the training like leading into this actual moment it's volkanovsky with all the training he has in his background and what's led him to this point of being such a great 145er and former challenger at 155 and potential champion at 155 come this weekend all right j-bone what do you got wait a minute so that if you put 20 on your parlay Corey, we're gonna win 989 dollars bro I'm saving all hey, these. We're, we're about to make some that, money that's this not, week. That's not bad. For three money lines, that's not bad. Not bad at all. All underdogs, no. but. Yeah. I think you could. Uh, you just bagged on me for underdogs. I think you could yeah. uh, potentially get that one. Sure all right, did. so I'm, I'm picking the uh, the last three fights. But I'm taking the props on all of them. So we're going to build this big old parlay real quick. Ooh. We're going to make it rich. I'm taking Ankalaev by decision. I'm going to take. God, it's so hard. He's left. That's no, hard to even do. I'm gonna take Usman just for just 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 so I can win some money. You know, I'm gonna take Usman by TKO. Ooh. Everyone wants something for nothing. Wow. If I was a betting man, I'd throw down. <laughs> and then I'm gonna take Volkanovski. Uh, God, that's probably gonna be the one that's gonna lose it for me. But if we take him by TKO, also. Staggering. We're I'm buying a new house. That's gonna give me twenty eight hundred dollars. So twenty eight hundred. Pin it, play it, and get paid, dude. Some the prop bets always scare me. All right, man. Well, that scare me. That that sums up UFC two ninety four. We've also got on Saturday, which you heard it here first. I'll be live on an Impact Bound for Glory post show with our friend tk trinidad from women's wrestling talk saturday night after uh impact bound for glory so i figure since i've got to run my mouth about it we might as well give some picks and uh predictions for this thing so you got the call your shot gauntlet which we don't know who's all going to be in that yet then we've got will austin Kyle, is it 20 people in that or 10? I can't remember. I'm not sure to be honest. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the final number is. Um, but the next match is as good a match as you'll see on any fucking wrestling company in the world. Like that match alone is enough for me to watch it. I mean, well, when you hear who's in it, it's kind of hard to argue. Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah. That could very well steal the show right there. Fucking A. Take my money. Yeah. I would gladly go. I would gladly go watch that one for sure. Um, 
I really like that one. I think Osprey probably gets the dub in this one, but uh, I, like I said, I'm a big Osprey guy. That's going to be a badass match. What else is going to be a badass match in here, though, is past guests of the show. Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz are defending that title against ABC, Ace Austin, and Chris Bay. That money, that match has got money written all over it. This is the Which, fe- okay. So this is the feaster fired thing, right? Didn't he have a title shot or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris yeah. Bay won a, a title shot for feaster fire. Hey yo, what up, Cody? That's yeah, banger right there, man. I, I honestly, if you go up and down this cars, all these matches have the potential. To I'm steal telling the you, bro. I say it all the time, man. I'm I'm trying to get us more impact talent on the show, but bro, they're they're underrated as shit. There's no other yeah. way to put it. Now, what what do you think as an organization? Because I feel like we've heard that from you a lot on the show throughout the years. What do you think they can do as an organization to actually? They get need to be on a bigger TV note. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really all there is to it. The, the wrestling and everything really else is fine, yeah. but access TV, nobody fucking has it. Yeah, yeah. And that's even the, the problem. That do don't they don't even know they have it because right. it's just one of those channels that's you know bled into a cable subscription that. You know, yeah, right there. That, that's it. They need a bigger yeah. TV. They need a bigger TV channel. I mean, they really do have a great roster. They have great wrestling. The stories, the stories are good. I, dude, I'm a big fan. I mean, of even it. the presentation of the broadcast is really well. It's done really well. That's really all it is is the TV deal that's tying them down. That's man. literally it. I mean, I watch I watch it on YouTube because I don't get the channel, so I pay for the Impact Insider shit. Yeah. Um. All right, the next match, more past guests of the show. It's MK Ultra, Killer Kelly, and Masha Slamovich, who I got to talk with in Chicago. Slam Make sure bitch. you go hit that subscribe button. Yeah, Masha's going to slam a bitch in this one. Uh, That's correct. You got Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich, MK Ultra, taking on the Bariqua, Bariqua Badass, Tasha Steeles, and Deanna Perrazzo. Um, Again, Another badass match. Banger. Again, another match that's got fucking flames all over it. So uh I'm definitely I'm definitely digging that one. Um I think MK Ultra probably keeps the belts on this one. Uh yeah, but it's I'm gonna like... be a badass match. Um again, banger again, the original originator of the go to sleep for all of you who think that CM Punk is the one that came up with that move. No, he didn't. What? Newsflash wasn't him. It was Kenta. Go to sleep club in this bitch. Kenta versus uh, our own from the mitten. Shout out to Chris Saban and Alex Shelley defending the X Division Championship against Kenta in this one. Uh, bro. Jeez. Banger after banger, bro, on this card. <laughs> you ain't lying. I'm, gonna be a good I'm just saying, bro. You really we didn't do even a lot. We haven't even got to the main event. I'm just saying, Impact puts out bangers. If you are not watching Impact, you need to be watching Impact. I'm just saying this. Uh, I think I think Chris Saban keeps the belt in that one. But and you're talking about the main event. What about the co-main event? You got Trinity versus Mickey James for the women's championship as well. That's going to be another banger. Yeah. Like, dude, like There's literally really not from top to bottom, there is really not a bad match. Um, I think 
I think Trinity will keep the belt in this one, but I could see I could see Mickey James pulling it out again too. So I wouldn't wouldn't be mad either way that one goes. I, I what do you got? I'm gonna say Trinity with you, man. But like you said, I I wouldn't be completely shocked if Mickey James pulls it out. The shabby vet, Mickey James. She knows how to get it done multiple times. Wiley veteran. And then speaking of Wiley veterans, we've got the other half. Of the Motor City Machine Guns, your Impact Wrestling World Champion Alex Shelley from right here in the Mitten versus Canada's own The Walking Weapon, Josh Alexander. That will be a banger for the world title. That is going to be awesome. Actually, that's something. That's okay. That that one might steal the show. Actually, <laughs> I think There's I've already seen every, every match on here has potentially going to steal the show. If I got to break it down to one, that might be it. When, when I think we're seeing a new champ, though. When you keep saying that about all these matchups, though, that, that speaks to the uh, stacked nature of these, this card. I'm just saying, man. Call it what you will. But, dude, if if you – bro, Shit. if you're not watching not, Impact, I don't – We haven't got there, but don't, let's not forget about the Monsters Ball match or whatever, dude. That's – who's a uh, PCO Rhino – That. Uh, I'm right. They didn't show that on the card here. My bad. I totally forgot about that one because I've got a. I had it pulled up on here. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, why is it not showing that match? On I got. Here? I know PTO Rhino versus PCO versus Rhino versus Steve Macklin versus Moose on my banger, uh, fucking banger. banger. Shout out to our guy PCO in this bitch. Uh. Look, if that guy's in a Monsters Ball type match, I feel sorry for any bastard that has to fight him because he's already been lit on fire and didn't give a shit. So he's a real life monster. Um, he's this a Frankenstein. Is a fact. This is a fact. He's a monster. And then you throw in the homie Rhino, the Motor City, uh, the Motor City Zone. I mean, you got to watch out for that gore. Um, I don't know. Something tells me Macklin's gonna win this though. I'm gonna pick PCO just because he's he's our friend and he's my favorite on the card. So we're taking. I'm PCO. with it. I want PCO don't to win, bro. Yourself, pal, just don't don't do it to yourself. Right, take them out, not you. No more bumps on the apron. Yeah. Uh, all right, Asa. Our AW WWE and Impact all interconnected. Um, no. So AEW is ran by uh, Tony Khan, who his family owns uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, as well as a soccer team, a few other things. WWE is obviously still the McMahons, but they've been bought by the same company that owns uh, UFC. So now they're uh, connected together as Endeavor and Impact is all on their own, but they're owned by Anthem. So, no, they're all separate companies, which is another reason why we argue on this show all the fucking time. Why can wrestling fans not just be happy with the fact that we have three fucking viable options? And that's not even talking about New Japan or or MLW, where this Tuesday you're going to get to see the return of our homie, Janai Kai, the kick demon, doing her thing over there in Japan and then comes back here and, I don't know, just picks up some new gold, needed some jewelry out in this bitch. Your new MLW featherweight champion. We're going to talk about that uh, this Tuesday. And then next Wednesday, we got a bonus episode coming at you next week. We're going to be joined by Ruthie J before her match at NWA. Sam, how do you say it? Sam Hine, is that the name of it? Sam Hain. Sam Hain. Okay, there you go. 
So Ruthie J versus uh, Kenzie Page for the title. We'll be talking about that. And then we've got two out of the three of the Southern Six. His father, WWE Hall of Famer, the one half of the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton. His baby boy, Kerry Morton, will be joining us along with his partner in the Southern Six. And you know who they're taking on, uh, J-Bone? You know who they're taking on? Who's that? The Headbangers! Mosh and Thrasher in this bitch. Go. Let's get it. We got a lot to talk about come next week. Like I said, if you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of that. That's true. We are also live on millions.co and all those things. You never know what all is going to be coming here, dude. We got a big week. Knockouts and three counts. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. What do you got, Corey? I got one more big thing that almost slipped through all of our fingers, actually, and that is the uh, the big BKFC announcement of uh, Mike Perry and uh, Eddie Alvarez coming up here. Uh, oh, I didn't. December. Oh, I didn't forget. I didn't forget. I I fully plan on talking about that. I have a few things in the iron for that. I'm, so I'm I didn't. Weird. I didn't forget. I, it's I, uh. I, I assumed you didn't forget. I just felt like it was worth. Oh, it's a banger! I mean, Eddie Alvarez fresh. versus Mike Perry's a banger, but I feel like Mike Perry might have finally bit off more than he can chew. Oh, see, I feel like I feel the opposite way in this. I feel like with Mike Perry's bare knuckle experience, I feel like that's hey, Eddie Alvarez is a dog, bro. You don't want bare knuckle experience? Out. Did you not watch his first fight? Who's Eddie uh, Alvarez? Alvarez's? Yeah. And I feel like Chad Money Money Mendez uh, was the one that should have got his hand raised at the end of that fight. I don't know about that. So, I uh, look, man. Go watch I'm it just, back. Go watch it back if you think it's controversial. Watch it. Eddie back. Alvarez but, is not afraid to take damage, and no, I feel like as far all. as being the slicker fighter, I think Eddie Alvarez wins that. So that's why i say i think i think eddie alvarez wins that as long as he doesn't get completely baited into a dog fight which it is eddie it is eddie edwards real real quick to run through run through the i just said eddie edwards like fucking it was uh impact (laughs) to to run you through the rest of it ben rothwell uh, todd duffy fun heavyweight matchup gotta love that type of stuff uh jimmy rivera versus jeremy stevens gotta love that one man what, I, what fuck of... yeah little heathen all day yeah i mean jimmy rivera is no slouch though that's a i don't give a dude. damn that's, little heathen little heathen both, with no gloves on both no. sides of that you gotta love both that's sides gonna of hurt that one. that's a fun one and then you got beck rawlings taking on uh past guests of the show for the second time christine faria that yet again was a very entertaining match until the cut in the last fight so I don't have an issue with them whatsoever running this one back. I feel like she's she's Beck Rawlings being the closest contender that we're seeing for uh, Ferreira right now. I feel like with that being said. I mean, if she beats Beck again, there ain't really nobody for yeah. her to fight. I mean, unless she fights Britain again, but Britain ain't going back up because she's got the 115 belt. So Yeah, you got uh, champ Kai Stewart taking on Howard Davis, and you also got heavyweight champ Arnold uh, Adams taking on Apparently, they're uh, BKFC UK affiliates heavyweight champion and Mick Terrell. So, stacked. 
main card. From we'll get more into that for sure. Point. That one's coming down December 2nd. We'll get down to it. Like I said, uh, stay tuned. You'll never know who's coming through there. I was actually just talking with some more people from the BKFC today. So with that said, you need to hit that subscribe button because whether it's the fisticuffs, the wrestling, the bare knuckle, we got it all covered here on Knockouts and Three Counts. But if you don't hit that subscribe button, you're going to miss it all. Like I said, Southern Six in this bitch next week. Ruthie J and the Kick Demon Janai Kai. Make sure you check it out. Peace.